0: Let's move down and go into sixth place and talk about Victoria, who are on equal points with Casapia, but they find themselves in sixth place on twenty p 23 points. Victoria is such an interesting one Barney. I mean looking back to the conversations about them we were having before the league started about when they were selling all their best players and they were in financial trouble and we were talking about whether they would be even in the top 10 or something like that. Well they just always seem to find a way to do it that top six spot for Victoria just seems like what they were born to do because there they are again they've managed to find the wins they've been playing pretty well um I've liked some of the you know I've liked some of the new players Andre Silva looks good uh Thiago Silva looks excellent even some of the young players have been uh, have been really good we saw Ibrahim Bamba break through Zay Carlos uh Helder Sarr all these types of players um who have have done pretty well and i'm saying that in a surprise way because i am a little bit surprised but i think we have to give them great credit for the league position that they find themselves in because there were a lot of doubters including ourselves um but the players that they've got have been performing at a pretty high level and i think you know sixth sixth plot sixth spot is is perfectly deserved realistically Albert, they
1: when pepper was there at the the helm at the very very beginning of the season they had a, a almost makeshift squad has yeah. come in and there's been a few Key injuries and 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 then he's almost made a sort of makeshift squad out of that makeshift squad. If you see what I mean, and, and yet they're still d- delivering results. I think, I think they should be really really happy uh, so far of what they've done. And it's like we have said about a few of these teams have su- succeeded this season. You know, Caspian Benfica. It doesn't really matter what eleven they put out. Uh, you know, they're still getting the results. You know, it, 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 everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone knows their job. So Moreno's done f- fantastic. Uh, job in that sense of sort of organising this team um, you mentioned Thiago Silva there but I I, mean, I I think I'm finally coming around to like this guy's is is class you know that He because Andre is been excellent Phil but it's, it's it's Thiago Silva you know he has that touch of class and he's that someone who will produce a gaming winning moment right which is so important for this young team this inexperienced team that's um, what he did at the weekend <laughs> well, he's exactly, mate, and and he's such a vital player, and and I think the defense deserves some credit. I've just written the ages down of some of those players: Amaro, Bamba, Fritas, all twenty, Carlos, twenty-one, and then Villanueva is the 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 outlier on that. But you know,
0: it's it's remarkable, really, that, that you know this team is is performing as well as they are. It is it is quite surprising, but as you say, they've got a number of players who are performing well, and I think we do need to credit. The manager for that similarly to Braga it's quite interesting how the kind of the, the youth team manager steps up and, and does a good job with what seemed like a makeshift squad but has really kind of galvanised them um and made them made them look better I think if you're talking about key players you mentioned some of the defence there Um I'm tempted to say Mikel Villanueva has been their best defender but I think you yeah. got to give it to Andre Amaro perhaps as well who the young kid who's also taken on a lot of responsibility that's a good partnership that's that's blossoming in there I think Milgo Maga was really unlucky to get that injury uh, quite early into the season because he was flying and he looked excellent mm-hmm. at right back at such a young age so it's a really good young squad as you say and a and, and, and lot of positives um, I don't think I would even consider there to be too many negatives for Victoria because I think a top six spot, considering the sales and players that they had, considering what their expectations really are for that team, I suppose the only thing you could say is that they'll look at at a club like Casapia and they'll think they deserve to be above them and and perhaps that's a team that they should be targeting if they're going to set themselves high standards for the season. They shouldn't let a newly promoted team finish above them. But in the grand scheme of things, I think... 23 points after 13 games and an opportunity to get into the top five is is very good going for for Victoria. Well, I, I, Albert, I've got a
1: negative for you, and it's okay. it's quite funny. Well, they've got the worst discipline record in the league, right? But
0: isn't that just down to um, Alpha Semedo? He's now gone. <laughs> but he left at the end of the he left at the end of the transfer window, and he still managed to get two yellow two red cards. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, that's what skewed it for. them. That's why they got the worst record. <laughs> let's talk about an interesting club, Barney, and let's talk about Portman Ends in seventh. Now, Porto is are in seventh on 19 points, which is obviously a good league position, but let's be fair, they're they're only two points above Bo Vista in 11th, So it's a little bit of a false position, that seventh spot. But again, for me, Portland is a club that's kind of gone under the radar, and I don't really remember them being exceptional. And yet they find themselves with a very healthy points tally. I wonder if you've spent more time watching them than me, perhaps, and, and can can speak on why they are where they are, because I've watched Portemonnais a couple of times. I think they lost both times. So I'm starting to wonder where this points total has really come from. Obviously, we know that the mid-table in the Premier League is very congested, so it doesn't take much to go from really 7th down to 13th. But I would say it. I'm surprised that Portemonnais find himself in 7th place and maybe you've got some, some positives to talk to me about
1: it's something that Portman is I feel do quite a lot and it's like you say sort of go on the radio and, and get a few just subtle wins you know because that, 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 they they they've only drawn one game this season I think in the league and, and, and I think that's perhaps a difference to maybe previous seasons but I think, I think there's a lot of the same old stories with Portsmouth. I think you know all the excitement around Diego Carillo at the beginning of the season. You know they, they they're <laughs> still they're still lacking a consistent goal scorer. Um, mm-hmm. You know their their the top goal scorer is Wellington Junior um, with three, and, and and Diego is second with two, and after that everyone else has just got one goal. So yeah, they, they are missing that that sort of player. But I think what Paulo Sergio has done is built a solid defense. You know, and a, a midfield who who will protect. That defense as well. I, I've i really liked the signing of Mohamed Diaby, who they signed from Paso de Ferreira, because he was never given an opportunity, but but now he, you know, we're really seeing his what he can offer to a team, you know, and and he is playing that defensive midfield role, uh, really really well, and it just allows players like Fad Mufi and Sek to get that bit more food forward, um, and then Felipe Realves and Pedral have formed a really nice partnership as well, so I think that that's really helped them this season. I mean, we have got a sort of addressed their, their recent form which is you know three losses and a draw mm. in their last in their last five which which you know not great could be a sign of you know we've, we've seen this then they go for a really long bad uh, periods of, of, of form in the past so we'll have to see but i don't know i it's it seems to be the same old portum and ends thing you know a couple of exciting players and then there's a few uh more sort of workhorse like you know real trustworthy players in that squad yeah. who, who
0: carried him through. Do you know what Barney, I, I think we need to give a lot of credit to the manager Paolo Sergio who I think is I don't know whether underrated is the right word but I think underappreciated for the work that he does um, he's never a manager who's going to really manage higher than, than where he's at at the moment, I don't think a club like Braga is ever really going to come call him for a Paolo Sergio but I think Paolo Sergio has proved that He's a manager who can take a pretty average squad and get them very solidly in the mid table of the Premier League, which is something that sounds pretty underwhelming, but I really don't think should be sniffed at. And I say that because when you look at this squad that, that Porto Menemps have got, compare that squad to a squad like Gilles Vicente. And I don't think there's really a big difference in the level of individual players that these teams have got. But they have obviously having very, very different seasons. And I think a big part of that is down to Paolo Sergio, who's a very experienced manager, not the most exciting manager in the world, but knows how to get points on the table and knows how to keep his teams safe. Obviously, he had a bit of a dip at the end of last season where they kind of found themselves down near the bottom of the table, but they'd had a great start to this season, which which managed to save them. And I think they've had a good start to this season and I can't really see them getting dragged into a relegation battle. Um, I want to talk about positives for them, Barney. I would say one positive we've not really talked about is the goalkeeper, Kosuke Nakamura, who was at the club when Samuel Portugal was at the club and obviously didn't get a look in because Samuel Portugal, let's face it, was one of the most talented goalkeepers in the league. He's now gone to Porto and they haven't really needed to source an outside replacement because I think Nakamura has, has stepped up and done a really good job uh, been one of the more impressive goalkeepers in the league for me. I think continues to make excellent saves. And you talk about forwards who are inconsistent. I still have such high hopes. I'm not sure if the listeners will remember, uh, for Ricardo Matos, who mm. joined ends from Ends. I think it was last January, a year ago, and had a good he had some incredible goal scoring record for Ends, Like he'd scored more than one goal a game for them that season. And Porteman's took a chance on him. He scored, I think, one or two in his first few appearances for Portemolens and got a really serious injury and is now coming back from that injury and scored uh, for Portemolens. So uh, he's looking good. (laughs) I'm laughing a little bit, Barney, because I think Portemolens in many ways sum up um, these mid-table Portuguese sides so well. There's not mm. really a standout player amongst them. There's not really uh, much going for them, but there's a lot of hard work and there's a lot of organisation and 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 that's seen them through pretty well, I think. So um, I'll give, I'll give Portemans a little bit of credit uh, and say they deserve to be what they are. Um, should we talk about Chavez, Barney? And I think Chavez have been unfairly overlooked uh because Casapia have really stolen the limelight in terms of newly promoted clubs in the Primera Liga. But Chavez themselves are having a really good season as they sit in eighth place uh with 19 points. That's equal to Porteman ends in the seventh. Obviously Chavez, as you mentioned, got one over on their newly promoted rivals, Casapia, uh, last week at the weekend when they won. 2-1 and they've had famous wins such as beating Sporting 2-0 in the Alvalade so they've had a really excellent season and I think we thought they might be the most successful newly promoted team of the three when they came up um, and they've done pretty well They've 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 won important games they've put in solid performances and I think they look perfectly comfortable at this level
1: yeah, and you were sort of just talking there about portion ends and how there's sort of a classic mid-table side with, with no stand-up players. The difference with Shabs out is that they, 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 they've got a stand-up player, haven't they, in Jao area. Yeah. I mean, was it two goals, three assists? I mean, he's been really good and, and you know, some some key key performances in key games. But I think, you know, as you were sort of alluding to there, it's maybe that's too harsh to sort of pin it down on one player because they have been really, really good. I've... Really enjoyed their defense the actually, and and sort of, um, unlike Casapir, who've got experienced players in age, they've sort of um went with experienced players in this league instead Vittoria and Nelson Munt and mm. I think that that has really that has paid off it, and it's allowed the, the wing backs like Bruno Langa and um, Shalquir who have been fantastic, you know, at, at getting forward and at attacking. It's allowed them to do that, which is a, a real key part in, in, in the way that Shav's pay. I think. Perhaps a better striker, and they could be even higher potentially. I think mm-hmm. Hector Fernandez, is the Spanish forward, has done all right. But otherwise, I think you know that that that's perhaps an area of the pitch that that, that they could improve on. It would do to be fair; he's got the five goals, so uh, so you know he's he's not he's not un, perhaps underperforming. But yeah, I think it's I think you're right to compare them to Casapia and sort of say, look, this is this is
0: another promoted team doing fantastically well and uh, and really impressed me. Yeah, I, I will just echo your um, your your praise for Stephen Vittoria. I think I'm really enjoying this Stephen Vittoria renaissance, shall we say, from a player who looked decent for Moro ends, but ultimately got relegated in a disappointing season to now being a rock at the back for Chavez and and and, and, and having success. I'm, I'm really pleased for him because he's a player I always liked and he's going off to the World Cup of Canada. So we wish him uh, the best of luck. Well, I want to talk about a team that, I'm really, really keen to discuss uh, down in ninth place. But again, 19 points, equal points with Portman ends in seventh. For that's, of course, Aruka. Aruka, a team that I feel like have been written off for two seasons in a row now. We wrote them off when they were promoted. We thought they didn't have enough to survive, and they did. They just survived by the skin of their teeth on, I think it was the second to last game of the season. It was really incredible. And this season, when, again, I don't think we expected anything remarkable from them at all. Well, credit to them. They're in ninth place. They've had some very good wins. They got a lot more points than they had this time last season. And they're starting to look like a really solid little club, Barney. A famous win against Sporting, of course, recently uh, will have been the icing of the cake of the season so far. But listen, I'm full of praise for Aruka at the moment. I think they've been they've been really good, and and I think they've you know they've they've had some great success. I, I think back to our first ever Monday Night Football where we did Aruka uh, versus Family Cow, and he managed to put four goals past a team that has been uh, traditionally pretty solid in this league. So they're they're starting to to show that not only can they survive in this league, but they can compete as well. I, I think that the, the real thing for me out with uh,
1: Ruka is their their recruitment, I think, has just been what's set them up so well this season. Every single player that they brought in was either alone or free signing, so they haven't spent a penny. But it's those players that have made a huge difference. I mean, defensively, pugu has been at, at the back of Jalbasu, really, like, fantastic. Aro Bonera as well, the keeper, he came in on the free. They... That's really set them up well. That defensive improvements, and I'll include Thiago's guys that who I, I really, really rate, and I think that that's that's set them up really well. I think um, you know there's play. I, I feel like. Uh, Rafa Mujica the, the the Spanish striker as well deserves a lot of credit for some of his performances he's, he's led the line well I think it shows uh, it shows some of these other clubs who, who are struggling this season you know what you can do you can put together smart teams and maybe it's just one of those things that happens every now and again where a manager like Amanda Evangelista just gets it right and bring, it brings in the right players to play his his style of football and it all clicks into place because that's what it sort of feels like with Eruka. it just feels like you know it's 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 all come together at the right
0: time Absolutely. And and I will echo your praise for David samao Um, and I think the defensive partnership of Jerome Poco and Jérôme Basso has just been phenomenal, one of the best centre-back partnerships uh in the league, you know, for a partnership of two players who just have been really solid. Jérôme Basso, very experienced and stepping up and being a leader in the team. For me, the best player in the team. And I think, you know, a credit to the to the side. And then Jerome Poco, we've got to give him a big Shout out to Jerome Poku because he's a young English kid who's moved to a new country and has been pretty much straight away given such a key role at centre-back, you know, starting centre-back in that team. And I think he's really risen to the challenge and is looking more and more solid uh, with every game that goes past. So a credit to those two defenders and, you know, a credit to the whole team really because, like you say, it's it's a, it's a league position I think a lot of people didn't expect them to be in, but I think one that they, uh, they thoroughly deserve. Um, Let's go on to Rio Ave Barney, 10th place. Now, I predicted that Rio Ave would be the team to watch. I thought they had the makings of a surprise team. And in many ways, they've been good surprises. You know, they beat Porto. Uh, They've had some good wins. I think uh, Boateng's been good. Aziz has been good. They've had good players who've scored some goals. But it's not quite materialised into... uh, An incredible league position. They're in 10th place, pretty much bang in the middle on 18 points. A very, very commendable season so far. They could be happy with the points total that they've got. They can be happy with um, the wins that they've got. Um, If slightly a little unremarkable, do you think that's a bit harsh? It's 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 hard to say so because considering the size of the club compared to the other two
1: promoted teams that have come up, you know, we perhaps were sort of uh, they, we thought these might have had the best chance of, of, of having a real really successful season. I think that Albert, I think the thing we've got to appreciate with Riyad is that you know securing safety is is the key right and, and i think they've shown enough of to me that they'll they'll probably do that this season but that's, that's the most important thing for a club who's just gone down and, and come straight back up is it is not to not to for that to happen again i think maybe we could have expected a bit more from some of their players who sort of had bright starts the season i think i'm looking at sort of guga costina not necessarily players who can deliver so much in, in goals and assists but just you know had that bit more so, of a solidity to the team. They, they, particularly Gou, I feel like he was one of the key players who, you know, needs to sort of lead the team. But I, their goal scoring is what's been the most impressive, isn't it? They're creating a lot of chances. They're, they're making, playing some very attacking football. Perhaps, you know, with Lewis Ferrer, you know, from what we've seen in previous seasons, that, it's, that we might get questions of his maturity as a manager and his experience perhaps, you know, in game management. But, you know, the old the overriding thing for me, Albert, is is you, you know you're going
0: to get a few goals with Rira. He ruined the pitch. <laughs> That's very true, and a lot of those goals will be coming from Yakubu Aziz, who's been excellent so far this season. He's lived up to the hype. Six goals, three assists. That's an excellent return. And even Emmanuel Boateng, who's been kind of his partner in crime, I suppose. He's got four goals himself. Those two players up front have been have been really excellent, and I think. Um, Yucuba is he's very impressive. I think in general, I, I really, I'm a, I'm a fan of of, of Rio Ave and, and how Luis Ferreira's not only got them playing, but got them looking very comfortable in the Premier League. I think the way he went about getting them promoted last season was very professional, and I think professional is how I would describe Rio Rio Ave so far this season. I think they've been very competent, and like I said, while it has perhaps been a little bit unremarkable, perhaps it's not been a fairy tale first season in the Premier League. I don't think that's necessarily a negative because Rio have under Luis Ferreira don't look to me like a team who are going to have big ups and downs. They look like a team who are probably going to be slowly on the rise at a steady pace uh, in a very professional way. So this season I'm sure they'll be comfortable in survival and I think it's a team that if they keep hold of Luis Ferreira and keep hold of some of these key players, I think perhaps over the next two or three seasons, we could start seeing them move further up the table.
1: I think that's a really key point you made there about the fact that they're, they're probably on a, a slow rise rather than you know, having ups and downs, whereas pre- uh, Cubs above them, like, say, Portman Enzo or even Shavza and Aruka, we might see them fluctuate a bit, whereas I feel like Rio sort of, yeah, be that more consistent.
0: Well, we've been broadly positive about the mid-table teams so far, but I feel like... A negative is coming up Barney as we move down to 11th place to talk about Boa Vista who are in 11th as I just said on 17 points um, not won a game in a, quite a while I believe that's five games without a win maybe more three losses in their last five games it's been a big drop-off in form for a team who started the season very well got a lot of wins early on in the season uh, and I thought could be up there in that sixth seventh eighth spot but not quite happening, although only two points off seventh place. So let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But they're in a difficult patch of form in the moment, Barney. Are we going to let that that blind us? Or are we going to say, you know, there's still still an opportunity for this team to get back up to the table? Because I think there was a period when we were quite optimistic about Bovis done. Sometimes when you look back at some of the,
1: the, the teams we got
0: excited about at a
1: different point <laughs> of the season, you realise how it might be your heart talking rather than your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is no different. Uh is a is a is a good example of that. I mean, look, I think I think that the, the thing that we sort of maybe let get away from us is, is 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 the quality of squad. I think the the reason we were so excited about them at the beginning of the season was because Petit had had got these rather unremarkable players performing remarkably uh, mm-hmm. and you know there's still good talent there Gaius Bakuta we're, we're big fans of and of course Kenji Gori who you know we are real decent players in this league but you know when you look at the rest of the squad that's where you start to see the the cracks and I think it's it's hard to sort of work out exactly their, their trajectory I guess Albert because it, it has been so hit and miss on occasions and I think securing safety is obviously their 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 prime concern now, and and I'd like to think they've got they've got the squad to do that. But yeah, it's 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 been hard to sort of understand though this this season and and where they where they might end up.
0: Yeah, I think I think inconsistency is is a problem for for Bovist. I think they've got one or two standout players. That for me would be Kenji Gore and guys Makuta. Other than that, they've got players who. Whose form seems to fluctuate, and 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 that for me is a problem. But I suppose you kind of have to be fair and say, you know, there's a reason that these players are playing for Boa Vista and, and not for one of the top clubs. You know, it's because they've got a lot of players who've got ability, but but struggle with consistency. I'm thinking about you and Reggie Cannon, Yusuf and Gia as Those kind of players who, you know, perhaps can catch the eye on a good game, but then those good games don't really come round often enough. Which is a bit of a shame. So it's obviously a very difficult patch of form at the moment, but it hasn't quite extended to um, crisis point yet. You know where we're talking about them really struggling for wins and and, and getting to the bottom of the table. Um, the break's coming. Would you say a good time or a bad time? Because for a team on really bad form, maybe they'd be keen to to get back on the pitch to try and put it right, but then maybe a break's good for them, you know, they can they can reset and, and, and come back and, and get out of the rut uh, on the other side of the new year. But I think
1: Petit so far this season is sort of, we've seen him getting to know some of these players, you know, who, who, what are the ways we'd see. I think Martin Tavares stands out, you know, I know he's injured and actually he's, he's not expected back until January. So actually, you know, that that's good for him and able to recuperate and and, and try and get back in the team as quickly as possible because he was starting to show glimpses of being a really good young striker at just 19 mm-hmm. years old. And then there's players like Master as well, the the Japanese player that I think has is, is got a little bit more to offer. So yeah, I think Petit, this would be good for him, you know, he'll have a better understanding of his squad. He'll know what, Hopefully, know his um, you know what what areas he might need to improve or or, or or what what style of play that would bring out the best in these players. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a good time for them to have the break. Oh, I did just want to uh credit Pedro Maliera, the the young right wing back, twenty one years old, from who getting into the Portuguese under 21 squad, I think, I think that's a a great move for him because he's a, uh, you know. Uh, it's, it's really hard not to focus on Reggie Cannas as sort of that sort of defender, that right defender for Boa Vista and in, in his But Pedro Malera is just sort of coming to this team and, and he's been, he's been a really solid right wing back, I think. So yeah, congratulations to him for making it to the national team.
0: Let's talk about another team. I think will be disappointed in their league position uh, in Estoril in 12, 16 points. So one behind Boa Vista, three points behind Porto in seventh. Um, interesting season again similar to what i was saying about rhea Barney, Estoril, Real, a team that a lot of people predicted could be a surprise package we thought that a lot of the signs were looking good they had a good young squad um they had a manager in verissimo who was who was used to managing young players um but it, it's not quite got up and running yet i think um there's been good there's been good moments i think tiago gouvea has been been a good player and they've had they've had decent wins but it's not quite what I expected, although similar to Bovis, to be honest, still not a disaster. Um, you know, no need to really worry yet. And there's an opportunity to move up the board as they're only a few points behind those teams above them. But just not quite what we'd hoped it might be for Estebel so far.
1: Yes, I mean they had a couple of hard games recently. Obviously, the loss to Barca, uh, Benfica. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of started their form, and, and that, and, and, but then it, obviously the three one loss to Santa Clara at the weekend did seem quite yeah. damaging. I think something I didn't quite suspect. I think the interesting thing about those, uh, the last four games, Albert, which has been, uh, four lost, uh, three losses and a draw. Um, Thiago Guevara's only played 82 minutes, one game with those. So I think. 'Cause he, he was he's such a key player today. Uh and, and yeah. they need him firing to, you know, he's he's creating goals, he's getting goals. Um so getting him back into the team quickly will help and and obviously this break will allow him to come back um from whatever was keeping him out of the team in the first place. I think this is the problem with this sort of area of the table, isn't it? It's just a few points, and suddenly it's completely transformed, isn't it? It's a couple yeah. of wins on the, the bounce, and I think Esther Priya, I've have, have got that in them to, to pull it off at, at any point, depending on their, their run of games. But yeah, after such a blistering start and with some of the football we were seeing, it does feel it does fill me with a little bit of shock as, as to why they're, they're so low down because you know. Um, Farisimo really had them playing some really exciting
0: football moments. Yeah, and I think that's a good sign as well, in a sense that if they, they keep going over the whole season, hopefully they'll be rewarded with a good patch of form. You know, whereas at the moment they're obviously in a bit of a, a sticky patch. If they keep playing their football and, and they get some of their better players back. Hopefully they'll be rewarded. I don't know why I'm going so down on Portalens, Barney, but I, I look at Portland and I think some of these teams deserve to be above Porto <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sure, like you say, that it it just shows how tight this part of the table is that a win for any of these teams could could put them up quite a few spots. So um perhaps the best not to read too far into their their league table position. Um, things I've liked about Estrella this season, Barney, obviously, Thiago Gouvea has been for me the best player. Francisco Geraldes also looks excellent. They've got other good players. I like Saliki. Um, there's been one or two disappointments, perhaps, in the lone players, and I'm thinking about uh, Estev there and maybe even Thiago Araujo. You have to forgive me. Maybe there's an injury preventing Araujo from playing. I'm not sure. Um, but again, those are kind of players who've not quite been what we hoped and I think like I said at the beginning that kind of summarises for me what Esther have been this season not quite what we've hoped although with plenty of opportunity to um, to improve uh, on their season so far I'm really interested to get your opinion on the next team Barney in Vizella for you is Vizella in 13th place on 15 points which is at the moment six points above relegation is that a good achievement or an underachievement for you, Barney?
1: For me, it's really hard to say. I think as 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 good as they were last season, I really feel like their, their the squad situation is is really tough. Uh, mm. I think it, particularly in the attacking areas, right? That's that that's their biggest thing is that they're they're not scoring goals, um, and and you think of their their style of play that. Cassiano last season, right? A, a huge player for them, but chatine uh, as well as another striker. But Cassiano just, it, it just sticks in my head as, as being Vizella, right? With him kicking the ball upfield, down the channels, and him getting that touch and, and bringing other players into play, and and that's what that's how they they get they get their chances. And there's just been there's none of that. There's not really a player in that team who can do it. The only one. Who sort of just emerged on the scene is um, this young, young Nigerian striker, a Tim, who was playing for their under twenty three team. Um, he he he's he's sort of looks like a, a he's been given an opportunity and looks like a a player who might be able to to hopefully change their fortunes in the chat because that's that's for me is where they really are struggling. I, yeah, I don't know if you agree on that because I think yeah, that, I really feel like they're that they're
0: lacking in 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 the striking options and, and you know if you don't get goals, how are you going to get points? You're so right, and it, it says so much that they're having to pull a striker from the under-20 re- freeze team because what they've got at the moment is not is not doing the business. I mean, Shkateen and Cassiano last season might not have got tons of goals, but I think they're a world apart from Osmagic, and I, I forget the other guy's name who plays up front for, for Vizello at times, but clearly not made much of an impact. I remember Osmagic scored against Benfica on his debut, and I thought, here we go. You know, this guy might be yeah. might be a handful... Not really been been a handful since then. He's not really done much, so they're struggling up front. But there's still a core of good players there. They still got Kiko Bondoza. They still got Samu. They still got a lot of the players that did well for them last season. So, the reason I asked you that question at the beginning of this this segment, Brian, about whether their league position, whether being thirteenth at this stage of the season, is is a overachievement or an underachievement is because I think it's so easy to forget that Vizella are not a big club and yes. they're not a club with a big budget and they're not a club with a great squad. And I think we sometimes fall into this trap with Vizella of thinking of them as this team who've risen through the leagues with this exciting football and expecting them to make a big impact in the Premier Liga. But I think that's just not a reality for a club of their size it's a possibility you know we see small clubs do it we've seen Casapia do it this season but it's not a given so it shouldn't be seen as a negative that they're surviving they survived last season I think that's all you could ask for them and they look like they're going to survive this season touch wood if they keep going the way that they're going so I think for me with Azela the thing is always about not expecting too much even when we know that they've got the the capacity to play great football and, and and to get great results, but I always remind myself that this is quite a small team with a small budget and 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 surviving in this league for them, to be honest, is is pretty much uh, as good as they can hope for. Well, let's go into the part of the table where I think it's going to be pretty heavy on the the negatives and the disappointments. And one of the teams, of course, that we have to talk about is Santa Clara, who sit in 14th place. They're on 13 points. It was a big three points for them, to be fair to them, against Estoril on Monday night uh, because they've been really needing wins. They've been struggling down at the lower end of the table. they were struggling for goals. They've been struggling for points. Um, it's been really difficult and it's been tough. But two wins in the last five games is good. That's pushed them up the table. They're looking a little bit healthier now, obviously. Obviously, Um, But I think there's still reasons to be worried, although there's been moments of brilliance. You know, there's been moments from some of their new players. I'm thinking of players like Victor Bobson when he joined, uh, who looked so good. And and, and there's been some of these new signings that they made that have shown great moments. But am I right in saying, Barney, that we were talking about them at the beginning of the season and they were the team who'd made the most signings? So perhaps it was always going to be difficult to... To settle all those players in and 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 get that that sense of of continuity and consistency, but they're quite a long way off it at the moment in terms of finding that consistency, finding that rhythm. Although, as I said, two wins in the last four games, maybe that's a sign that that they're turning the corner. Yeah, I,
1: I really think it is, Albert. I think they are starting to show a bit of um, a bit of consistency. You know, it, it, not just in the. The, the way they're playing but the lineups as well we're seeing that the same old players and the same players coming in um yeah so i think i think there there's an interesting little brazilian attack forming yeah, there you know you've got mateus Fabi, you've got um gabriel Silva, who are both particularly gabriel Silva. i mean he looked really exciting you know just 20 years old he looks like a hell of a dribbler so i think you know that that's that's that, that's the seed I think that I mean, that's the route Mario Silva's going down I think is, you know he's got he's got these players he's, he's seen them seen them on the training ground for a few months now and he, and he knows what he's, he can work with so I think that's that's building I think another thing to sort of highlight as well is Kennedy is saying and the and, and defence because Bauting has been massive for them, and he's got some big goals in recent weeks as well to, to help them get, get vital points. And it and just needs to—you know—that that stability needs to come from him and Sagna. And, and if these players are stepping up and performing, you know, Tsarna as well, the other centre back, then that's really going to help them. And so I'm—I'm I'm exci- I feel like that this is going to be a team on the up, and, and it's just taken Marius
0: Silva a bit of time to work out his team. Perhaps then, in contrast to Bovista, Santa Clara will be disappointed at the break coming at this point if they were just mm. coming into good form. But I agree with you. Kennedy Boating was was excellent last season, and, and in him, they have a centre back that they can really build something around. And uh, the, the the talent in that squad that we've seen, perhaps in flashes from those new signings, from those particularly those signings from Brazil, should fill them with confidence. And you know, it's like I said earlier on. You know, there's not actually that much difference in individual quality between a lot of these teams from seventh down to you know fourteenth, fifteenth place. So they should take confidence from that if they if they can get some kind of form going and get some consistency going then I do believe like you that, that Santa Clara is a team that can that can move up the table with just a little bit of improvement in in, in performance. Would you say the same thing about Family Cow then Barney? Obviously Family Cow in fifteenth place on 11th points they've struggled this season. They they've just gone back to Israel Pedro Sousa, the new manager we saw them get uh, a good result when he joined, but since then uh, have struggled for for points. It's three losses and a draw in their last five games with that one win being Rob Pedro Sousa's first game back in charge. 11 points, two points of the relegation playoff and five points above relegation. It goes without saying that this is a, a disappointing season, but was it something you expected? Is it something that you can see changing with the personnel that they've got? I always
1: pin a lot on Ivan, Jeremy. I think him coming back will really help the team. I know I said that on the the Monday Night Football we did recently, but but he had a stinker and came off at half-time, didn't he? But I think you know that that you know, he got the goal against Sporting at the weekend. I think that you know he, he's he's absolutely vital because they have that they've hadn't had any creativity in that midfield all season. Really is what I'd say. And so I I I had liked how the defense had developed. You know, with Penetra playing right back, I think that was a sort of strong that was a strong back line me, you know, for Kelly in there as well. And, and I, I did see glimpses of hope. I just really hope Charles Pedros can knit it all together because once again, you know, we're talking about a team that have had a, a vast amount of transfers and uh, still haven't worked out their best 11. It'll be very interesting to see what he, what he comes out with after the, after the break to sort of, you know, what, what team he settles on because they're, you know, they're, they're still good. There's good young players in there and, but the only thing I'll sort of caveat with this whole conversation about is that I, I'm starting to become, I'm starting to think that the 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 Famalcal gamble isn't going to pay off this season, and I think there's too many players, there's too many young players. I feel like the squad's got that little bit younger, um, they're a little bit more inexperienced. You know, Francisco Moro known for Braga at the beginning of the season, I felt like we thought that was a really good, exciting. Signing to make, but I think the reality is we're seeing, you know, it's it's not the it's not the type of player they need.
0: It, you know what I mean? They 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 need someone with that bit more experience. I think not knowing his best eleven is is one of the big one of the bigger problems. I think. Um, and again, it, it, we're saying similar things about these teams at this part of the table, but the individual quality is there in in a lot of the players. I like Alessandro Pineda. I like Mora. I like Riccielli I like Luis Junior. I like Zidu Youssef. Um, you know, there's a lot of players in this team that that I like, even Rodriguez, even Jaime. You know, there's talent there, but they just seem to struggle to 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 make it work, to have that cohesion, and 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 that will be, so sure, Pedro Sousa's biggest challenge in the second part of the season is is finding that cohesion. We've spoken at length before about, Family Cow's kind of scattergun approach to, to transfers in the past, and and how it's almost like throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. I think the danger for them this season is not enough of it sticking, which seems to be the problem that they're having at the moment, where not enough of it is 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 turning into results, turning into goals and and benefiting the team, which is um, a bit of a shame, but I do worry about them. I, and, and the thing is, when you say that, I don't even know if they can then dip into the January transfer market. I don't even know if that's the answer. I don't think Family Cow's solution comes from transfers, although reinforcements in the right place would, would be fine. I think it comes from working with the team. And and in a way, that should be a, a positive because I think they've got Joao Pedro Suter there, a manager who has succeeded with this club in the past, who knows the club, and I think will be committed to making that happen and I think is a good coach. So that for me would be a positive and um, I think that could be the thing that, that stops them really being sucked in to a relegation battle if they can just find that bit of cohesiveness. We're down into the bottom three, Barney, and we've got to talk about, am I right in saying the most disappointing team this season in Gilles Vicente? The joint worst form in the league at the moment. They've lost their last five games. They're on nine points. They sacked manager Ivo Vieira, and they look set to appoint point. Uh, a young manager who I believe was Andre Village-Bias' assistant at one of his clubs recently, who's never been a manager before. So... It's an interesting appointment. At least they're not going down the Lito gal route. Um, it didn't work for Ivo Vieira. Will it work for the new guy? We don't know. Um <laughs> there's a lot of good players in that team. And I have to say Gilles Vicente, the team that have really stumped me the most because if <laughs> again, excuse me, I'm gonna go back to um I'm gonna go back to Porter It might seem a bit harsh, but if a team like Porter Menens can put six wins together this season why is it that Gilles Vicente are only able to to win two games and they've lost eight when I don't think there's big differences in the squad in terms of individual quality I think there's great players in that team a lot of the same players that achieved such great things for them last season so there's big big issues at Gilles Vicente, and I'm not sure I know what they are to be totally honest with you
1: well, I, I I watched him against Benfica at the weekend, and I think that was because I I feel like it's really hard to to know what to go from with, with this Liverpool team. You know, the, the, I think Ivan Vieira just I didn't really understand what sort what he was trying to do, and so I was I was really hoping to, if I could see anything in that Benfica game that that might give me hope, right and. There were moments that they they were playing some decent football, and just you know, in the second half, I felt they started to get their the, their moves together, started attacking well. You know, Carasa was getting up the right hand side and overlapping and offering that width, but it's you know, it's the players they brought on. At one point, they were playing with Fran Navarro, uh, uh, Basetti, and Ali Alapour as their as their attack, right, and all in my opinion, that who were central strikers and it just wasn't working and then now when you look at the they've scored um 11 goals this season eight have been scored by Fran Navarro one by Becerdy one by Aliapol one by Murillo so like they need need goals and I, I don't know how scared to be because I don't think they've got the squad I think I think that I think they're perhaps still trying to play away. you know where you, you can imagine a a Samuel Lina out on that wing, but they don't have the the quality in the wing players to to play that style of football. So, you you need to go through the middle, and then you know who do you have in your field, You don't have Pedrino, you, you're lost. And I think there's just a there's just a shell of a team there, and and, and I'm not I don't think that anybody knows what to do. So it will be very interesting to see if the what the, what's the manager's name, Kuna,
0: what he can do with this squad because I I I really really scared him. They've got a whiff of the Rio Ave from two seasons ago about them, haven't they? That team that's just in free fall and you just know that they're not going to be able to stop it, and you're just kind of watching, and it's a little bit scary. But you know, it's it, it's sad, and and obviously it it's a bizarre thing to be saying about a team we had such high hopes for. But their aim this season really has to be survival. So, like you, good luck to the new manager and 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 the players. But there's a big old job to do at that club. Um, And the only thing I would say to our listeners is keep an eye on Gilles Percent. I used to say that last season because they were playing so well. Now I'm saying it because you just don't know what's going to happen for them this season. And it's it's a fascinating one to keep an eye on, even if it is a little bit grim at the moment. Well, look, we've got two more clubs to do, Barney, and everyone knows what two clubs they are as we deal with two teams in the relegation zone. But two teams who, win the last five games, have almost gone on quite different paths. So let's talk about Maritimo first, because five games ago, both these teams only had two points and looked equally as bad as each other. Then what happened? Maritimo played past the Ferreira and won 1-0 to get their first win of the season. They're now on six points, so they've managed to get four points since then. They're four points above the Ferreira and only three points behind zero Percent. Do we owe an apology to Joao Henrique's body, and should we start giving him some credit for the turnaround in form that, that Maritimo have, have shown? Oh, I think we do. I think we do because I, I I tell you what, the thing that
1: I've most impressed is, I feel like he's made the defence better, right? And 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 what's been evident talking about some of these other teams in and around this area is is. That's what you really need to do. If if you know you need to get serious and, and sort sort out the issues at the back, and then and then then move forward, to try and get goals. And it it's a pragmatic way, and it's it's it's. I think it's working. I think it's they're going in the right direction. So I agree. I think we do need to we do owe Javier a, a an apology.
0: Well, look, I think the thing is, we always didn't like Javier Henriquez because we just thought he was this attritional coach, who kind of didn't get the best out of his best players and sort of was was grinding out results. But then I think the the, the thing that we forgot was that, that 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 works for teams in in relegation battles who need to survive. He's a coach who can do well in survival mode. It's really interesting that in their last five games, all six of their points this season have come from their last five games. Yeah. So that's a good sign. They've got six points from five games. If they can get six points every five games for the rest of the season, they'll finish this season on something like 36 points. So that's a very, very healthy league return. So it's good signs for them. And I have to say that game against Pastor Ferreira, the 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 derby that I dubbed it of the, of the relegation battle teams was such an important game. And I think it showed that Maritimo have the fight to at least give this a go. It's going to be a tough ask because, well, they're five points away from safety and, and three points away from the relegation playoff but in Jules and family cow i think those are two teams who are better suited to survive the maritimo so it's going to be a tough ask to get out of the, of the bottom two but i think they've got the best chance of doing it which i think does bring us onto pastor ferreira for whom i would say have got absolutely have given me absolutely no indication at all that they have got any kind of capability of getting out of the relegation battle they lost their last five games that's the same as your said. like I said, the joint worst form in the league, only two points this season. And the most worrying thing for me about Pasto Ferreira was, like I said, that performance in the relegation decider, <laughs> the, dereg- the relegation derby against Maritimo, when Maritimo, ca- Maritimo came out fighting and Pasos looked absolutely defeated before the game had, had even started. And that was only a few games into the season when there was still everything to fight for. So, Passos look in as bad a position as I've seen a team in the Premier League. the whole time we've done this podcast, right? We've never seen a team as defeated and as, as bad as this Passos team at the moment, which is a really, really, really worrying situation. They can see two goals a game on average and they score an average of, of 0.5 goals a season. That's a big problem. Okay, you're in trouble as soon as that's your statistics. You're in trouble when your best and most committed player is Vito Antunes, who's like 36 years old now. I've said it before, both on the podcast and on our on our Monday Night Football lives. You're in real trouble when your three best players are Vitor Antunes, who's like 36, uh, Luis Carlos, who I think is older, possibly 37, and Nico Gaitan, who can't even get a game, and yet he was one of the few players creating stuff. So I don't even know where to start with their problems. There's no end to their problems. And sadly, I don't see... I don't see any hope for Passos at this point in the season. Have you, have you got anything for me?
1: <laughs> no, I don't, because I think the the, the time that Rizal Must has been in has been a few games, hasn't it? We haven't really seen uh, any real change at all in in, in lineups, in, in in the way they're playing. It's 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 just dire, and and because Albert, look, we could come back in January, and then we could be two, maybe two or three games in. And if they still haven't picked up a win, that is it. That is it. Because yeah. mentally, where do you go from there? They really need to come back, and they need that first game needs to be a win, and they need to push on because otherwise, that that they've lost it, and I, and I just can't see where it's going to come from. But I I still have this tiny bit of hope in me because I, I got excited by a lot of the summer signings, um, but once again, we haven't seen anything from them. I think it's quite interesting that um, a player like. Uh, Kaki, uh, Kaike, sorry, who's coming from Man City. You know, this is the whole thing. The season that was the beginning of the season was going to be, they're, they're part of the City group now. They're going to get some players like yeah. Arthur Sellers, like Kaike. I haven't seen anything from them at all. Kaike's not even in the matchday squad last week. So, you know, what is going on there? It's 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 a mystery. It's scary. It's worrying. And it's such a shame for such a, a club that I've really enjoyed watching in previous seasons and just,
0: you know, been devastated really. I think if, you, if you're clutching at straws for positives, I will say this. In, in Vito Anturians and Luis Carlos, they've got leaders. And in players like Matrojello, players like Nigel Thomas and players like Jordan Holsgrove, they've got young players for whom the hunger will be there if you can get it out of them, if you can get them out of the the negative rut that they're in. So there is a foundation to build on. From this team, but the, like I said, the thing that's been so worrying is that those those embers those of hope have been so buried by negativity and lack of confidence that you worry that it will, will ever come out. But you know there is still quality in the side. I think Wilton Silva, Adrian Buttske, Nico Gaetan, Jallo, uh, Nigel Thomas, Jordan holsgrove There's talent in players like that. You know there's there there are talented players at the side. So. I think the position that they're in is, is a big part of it is psychological whether that's down to poor coaching, lack of self-belief, whatever it is that for me is the one silver lining that you can cling to is that there is a foundation for you to build on, but there's going to be so much hard work needed to to get it out of this team but I completely agree with what you say the first game back has to be a win and if they get that win, suddenly you know you're only looking at a couple of wins to start putting points on the board and getting closer to survival, you know, six points puts them on eighth and makes them look a little bit healthier, you know, they're closer to survival then. It doesn't make survival seem impossible and I think that's what they need to do. They need to give themselves the hope and they need to give themselves just the the possibility of believing that they can survive Uh, and I think if they don't do that quickly like you then it could all be over, could be all over very soon. Well look, that brings us to the end of what was quite a marathon uh, episode of the Long Ball Football Podcast. But I think you'll all agree that it's been a very interesting season in the Premier League already, so there was plenty to discuss. Well, look, as we've mentioned, the World Cup is coming up and there's a lengthy break in Premier League of football. So me and Barney won't be doing regular podcasts while the World Cup is on. Like you, we'll be sitting back and enjoying all the football from the World Cup and we'll be back in the new year with regular episodes but we are going to try and at least do some stuff over the world cup and christmas period we're still planning what that might be it might be more live events uh, and stuff like that so please do keep an eye out and let us know any suggestions of things that you might want to see before um before we come back properly in the new year that does bring us to the end of this episode of the Noble football podcast We uh, i want to say thank you very much for listening Uh, If you enjoyed the show, you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. If you want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at Football, and we're always eager to get involved in any conversations that you guys want to have. Uh, But that just leaves me to say thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.